May we have your attention, please? In episode 21 of the RSSB podcast, I talked with Simon Turner from Driving for Better Business about the gap analysis tool and the types of benefits it can deliver for better managing road driving risk. Theory is all well and good, but practice is even better. So today I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Chris Lewis, Health, Safety, Security and Environment Change Business Partner at East Midlands Railway, all of which encompasses the fact that he's also the road risk lead for the company. We're going to talk about Chris's experience of using the gap analysis tool, how he found it, any lessons he's learned, and how he's actually using the outputs. So, welcome, Chris. Could I ask you first to introduce yourself and tell our listeners how you got to your current position in the railway? Thanks, Anne. Yeah, no problem. So, I've, I've returned to East Midlands Railway after a brief hiatus in light rail as the head of safety for a light rail network. So, that actually brought me quite close to the highway particularly and the risks involved. So when I came back to East Midlands Railway during the pandemic, it was a natural lead for me to take over as the road risk lead for our new health, safety and wellbeing plan, which we launched at the end of 2020 across the business. And that was a three-year plan aligned with the leading health and safety on Britain's railways, which I'm sure listeners will know. So we've aligned our pillars with that and road risk is obviously a key risk area. So it's something I've been able to sort of take on alongside the day job. And it's a very interesting area for us as a business and for the wider industry I'm finding out. Thank you very much, Chris. Could you give us a little bit more detail about your role as the road risk lead? Certainly, yeah. So so as I mentioned, we're aligned to LHSBR, the Leading Health and Safety on Britain's Railways. We have three main objectives that we've looked at in this area. So we're looking at our own vehicle fleet um, that are hired or owned. Then we're looking at our rail replacement services and our taxi services. Again, we do a huge amount of miles in the railway, on the roads. And I think it's actually come as a a little bit of a surprise just how many miles we do on a day-to-day basis, moving crew, our own staff and passengers around for planned and unplanned movements. So the scope of this is something that we are excited to sort of get into i think it's an area that we're a mature safety culture in the railway particularly and emr is no different and we really focus on our safety critical activities and this is an area that deserves the same amount of focus and we want to make sure that it is something that is managed in the same mature way other safety critical activities on the main line thank you chris we're talking today about driving for better businesses gap analysis tool could you Give us some idea of how you found using the tool. Of course, yeah. So I was quite fortunate, really, when I've come into this role as the road risk lead for East Mid Railway. We've got good links in with RSSB and Tavid Dobson is our supporting lead within the RSSB. Put me on to driving for better business straight away within the first couple of weeks of being in post. So it was a really good opportunity there to try and take stock of the scope of what we needed to do. That was the key initial benefit for this tool is that if you're looking where to start, this sort of tool just lays it all out for you. It's got that breakdown of uh, journey, vehicles, driver, and then into some more intricate detail. So these are areas that, yes, you probably will think of, but they're all just laid out for you, prompted nicely that you can just start thinking about and taking you down the avenues you need to go about when you're sort of determining what your own risk profile looks like. So straight away it saved me a huge amount of time and effort in asking the right questions because they're quite simply they're there for you 
Thank you, Chris. That's great. Have you learned any lessons from using the gap analysis tool? Any tips and tricks that you could pass on to a fellow rail users? Yes. I mean, for me personally, and other rail users may find the same, we benefited from using the offline tool, which is Excel-based, and maybe it's just my technological capability, but it was just that right level of intuitiveness and user-friendly so that we can take that away, we can save it, and we can throw it up on meetings. So we have a really good governance structure here for our health, safety, and well-being plan where I'm supported by six or seven members of a steering group in road risk that we come together on a four-weekly basis and it's just a document that we can pull out share via teams or throw up on the screen or in person if we ever get to do that again is hoping and we can just discuss things live and and that version of it is just very user-friendly like that so we can just move through the question sets nice and easily and focus on what we want to focus on so that was a real initial benefit on how to use it i think something as well that other users might find really useful is that it just got that action tracker built into the offline tool or built into the tool in general so it's not just a case of answering yes or no whether we meet let's say some legal compliance around risk assessment you can just crack on with getting that action plan sorted and then into whatever other tools you use for monitoring actions throughout your business so it's sort of it's something that didn't take extra work to use and get results out of if that makes sense It does. Thank you very much indeed. And a great plug for using the (laughs) offline tool, which has been adapted specifically for rail users. Moving on now, Chris, could you tell us how you're using the outputs? Yeah, certainly. So I think the first thing for me to say is that, you know, we did get some really meaningful outputs out of this. So another benefit I should have mentioned is it's quite simple, really, but they, the tool's got the red questions that are alluding to legal compliance and then the green ones are standard practice. So you instantly you're raising a flag where you, if you find something where you don't feel comfortable with your answer to a red question, that there's follow up work needed. And then, you know, obviously you can get into how much detail and how much effort you need to put into that response and whether it needs immediate action or whether it's like an amber flag or something like that. So, you know, it helped us really prioritize what we're doing. So one of those things we found is we use this alongside our own vehicle policy and handbook that we've got for road vehicles, and we're just able to overlay the two together and see where those gaps were. So what we think we've committed to writing as part of our SMS and whether that meets even what the gap analysis is saying is legal compliance or best practice. And that was a really useful tool and it helped us go straight away into some areas around medicals, license checks that we could go and do that sort of stress test very quickly. So it is something that we've tweaked and we've gone, we're going back out to market to look at some better ways of doing things in that area on both those areas and similarly we are hoping to refresh our vehicle fleet within the the cycle of this health safety and well-being plan over the next two years so again the gap analysis tool just ask those direct questions and made us consider areas that we wouldn't necessarily have maybe taken forward at the early procurement stages when we were sounding out suppliers so i think one specific question that really caught our attention was around Euro NCAP safety ratings, for example, things that we probably wouldn't have thought of as a, well, we could ask for that as a standard. How do we feel about that? So we've used a lot of the information in the gap analysis tool in our steering group for some risk-based decision-making on what we want to put forward as the standard equipment on a vehicle. 
And that's been a really useful output for me. So it's helped to sort of scale what we think is necessary, what we think is best practice, what we'd and the nice to haves on top of that. And it's given us a good rationale for doing that. And because we can link it back to something like DFBB, it means we can sort of demonstrate to our own executive that this isn't a shopping list of desirables. These are based in either legal compliance or best practice out there for risk management on the roads. Thank you very much, Chris. I think that's summed it up very nicely. I hope some of our listeners will gain some insight into what they can benefit from as well. In the meantime, I'd like to thank all our listeners for joining us. And Chris, to you for explaining how you've used the gap analysis tool at East Midlands Railway. Thank you. Been a pleasure and cheers. If any of our listeners have any questions about this or any other of our episodes, please email me at podcasts at rssb.co.uk. Thank you for listening, and until the next time, drive safely. Thank you.